We're 60 seconds from your shot caller question of the day. It's Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning, and there's plenty of businesses around the country that are reopening now. Mm-hmm. And that means people going back to work. Yeah, good. And that could be a rough transition for some. Oh, yeah. Especially those people who've become overly dependent on snacking to alleviate boredom while working at home. Seriously. <laughs> and, like, does that mean people have to stop wearing elastic waist pants? Oh. I know. That's a you really know? good question. I mean, because munching on Doritos and Pirate's Booty in a meeting... <laughs> It's not exactly great office etiquette. No, oh my it's god, not, no. licking the cheese off every single piece of your finger. Yeah, and the person next to you's fingers yeah. too. <laughs> so recently, a Japanese office supply company realized the problem there, and now they're developing something that could potentially help you get over the hump. Okay. It's called edible notepads. Shut up. <laughs> yep. That is awesome. Is it made out of, like, rice paper or something? They're little paper notepads that help make your impulsive nibbling a little bit more discreet. That's awesome. Like a post-it you can eat? You're more like a goat when people see you eating paper. I don't know how this is more discreet. Like, Ken eating pretzels is super annoying, but when he eats a stapler, oh, totally normal. Oh, not suspicious at all. (laughs) The printing company's not sharing their trade secrets on how they made these edible notepads. Oh, so they must really work. Dude, I remember I used to get candy when I was little that had edible rice paper and you would eat the paper after you ate the candy. Oh, I remember that Do you remember? I don't know what happened to those. those. They do say they plan to roll out the first batch in three different flavors. They'll have nacho cheese notepads, sour cream and onion notepads, (laughs) and sour pickle pads. Oh my god. That sounds delicious. Thank god we still have to stay six feet apart from each other, right? Because that is some stink. (laughs) It'll also include a special marker with ink that's flavored like coffee. Oh. So the more diligent a note taker you are, the better your paper snack is going to taste. Coffee with sour cream and onion sounds like maybe the worst combination ever. (laughs) According to insiders, the Japanese public is very excited for the new product to roll out. Yes. But there is a small group of diehard food bloggers who are disappointed that banana-flavored Post-Its were not considered. It does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at a Post-It, you would think that should be banana-flavored. And they have all kinds of colors. Mm -hmm. They can, you know, they can have all kinds of They are like the starburst of edible office supplies. We're going to be tasting colors when we get electrocuted this morning. Okay. Because it's time for your shock collar question of the day. We're going to draw a name out of a bucket to figure out who puts on the shock collar. That person gets asked a trivia question. If you get it wrong, you get punished by being shocked while singing a song. So text into 78592. Tell us what tune do you want to hear. Jose is drawing a name out because he had the shock collar last. Who'd you get? This doesn't make... Oh, I haven't unfolded it all the way. (laughs) Sorry, it said something. Okay. Brooke, birth control haircut, Fox. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wait, so your haircut's yeah. so bad, it's a form of birth control? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what that means. <laughs> All right, Brooke's going to put on the shock collar. Wow. And joining us once again is our social media coordinator, Alexis, to help yeah. us out. She's helped us a few times before because oh we're God. not that smart, it turns out. <laughs> She's way smarter than Yeah, all she of just us. got out of college. She remembers yeah. stuff still. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> all right, so while Brooke's putting on the shock collar, Digital Jake, please read us the shock collar question of the day. On June 26, 1944, a once-in-a-lifetime event happened in Major League Baseball. Just 20 days prior, Allied forces landed on the shores of France, and in order to raise funds for the war efforts, baseball decided to hold a special attraction game with one absolutely insane rule change. The game raised $4.5 million, but what was really remarkable was that the unique rule was so bizarre that it was not seen before then, and we'll probably never see it again. What was so special about this particular game? Whoa. 
Oh, what could they change that would be so exciting? Yeah, and that it, would raise how much money? Yeah, four point five million dollars in fifty and hundred dollar war bonds. Oh That's my like God! Billions today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's a all crazy about the war bonds. rule change. What I would mean, be just insane? This is what I'm thinking. Because why would you really, really want to be there? And to me, it's for a chance to actually be part of the game. So, like, maybe for your pinch hitter, you actually could pick somebody from the audience to come down oh, and back oh, for you. Oh, yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I kind of like that idea. That is crazy. That is interesting. And remember, he said it's ridiculous, so. Okay, Alexis, do you have any ideas? Two things I'm thinking. One is, like, a player swap, like something with players. Okay. I don't know. Or something with the fans, like you said. Like bringing them down, or they get to like take home something. Those are very you know. general things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something okay. with the fans. Very. Yeah. yeah. Is it something with the fans? Is that yeah. the answer? Let's read the question one more time. In 1944, Major League Baseball had a special attraction game in New York City on the hallowed polo grounds. They raised money for the ongoing war effort by selling tickets to a baseball game with one very large and bizarre change to the rules. The game has never been played with these rules ever again. What was it? Okay. What if we what do, if you, hold on. What, what if you do when you stole the bases? You actually got to pick them up and move them to that. different places oh. on the field. <laughs> I thought you were going to actually take them home. Yeah. <laughs> Steal the base. I, yeah, it's just not even baseball anymore at that point. Yeah, <laughs> just theft. But he did say polo grounds. So, so what if <gasps> what that if means, what if they were all riding horses during the game? Mm. Well, How the name of the stadium was bet. called the polo grounds. But you said large, exactly. large change. Yeah. yeah. It was a large change. And yeah, there's no, there's no How way they play horses again. How could you even do that? How could you pitch from the top of a horse? Uh, that's, Do you know what I'm saying? That's why that's what, it's never bat. been done again. Imagine batting on a horse and yeah. the horse is just like way over the strike zone. Yeah. Just getting drilled <laughs> by every pitch. <laughs> I'm not going horses. Uh, I, I'm oh, going to go. Are you sure? No. Oh, I, was, I was almost convinced there. I'm positive. I'm actually going to go back to my original idea. My answer is going to be they pulled people from the audience to bat. That's yeah. my final answer. Audience Last chance to go with horses. Yeah. No, I'm skipping horses. Right. Crowd, crowd members could bat. Or play. Yeah, or yeah, play, yeah, play, yeah. yeah. Members of the crowd played on the field. In order to raise financial support for the Allied forces in World War II, Major League Baseball held a special attraction game in June of 1944 with one absolutely bizarre rule change. What happened next has been since dubbed the Incredible Tri-Corner Game, where the three teams of New York, the Giants, the Yankees, and the Dodgers, switched off between fielding, hitting, and resting, and played the first ever and only three-team baseball Whoa. game in history. The score was five to one to zero, with the Brooklyn Dodgers winning. That's Dude, that's kind of cool. I like that. They that bring is that back. awesome. Yeah, oh, but man. think of how long a baseball game is already. Yeah, you add true. one more team in there. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, 18 we... hours. The war wow. was over by the time they finished. That's yeah. why. They raised <laughs> that's so much history. Money. <laughs> it was like a 24-hour marathon. Well, we didn't get that right, and so someone didn't want you to sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." Oddly, instead, oh. they want you to sing "You've Got a Friend in Me" okay. by Randy Newman. All right. You've got a friend in me. <laughs> You've got a friend in me. Oh, Toy Story. When the road looks rough ahead. Oh wait, I forget that part. And when the road mom... looks. Rub ahead and your miles and miles from your nice warm bed. Oh, you got a friend. Ow, that hurt. That was Randy Newman on Xanax. I convinced Brooke has never heard of Xanax. I thought I was pretty good. That was your shot caller question of the day. Your phone tap's coming up in just a few minutes.